So the big question is, how do healthcare experts like you generate more income, impact more people, and create businesses that work around their lifestyle and serve their family? If you want the answer to that question, then you're in the right place at the right time. Whether you are a physical therapist, a dietitian, an occupational therapist, a chiropractor, MD, or other healthcare expert, this is for you. My name is Javier Carlin, and welcome to Healthcare Business Radio. Join me and follow along as I learn, apply, and share the top business growth strategies that I'm currently using to grow my own business and to help you grow yours, using only the best insights and advice from top industry leaders. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Healthcare Business Radio. This is your host, Dr. Javier Carlin. And today I'm excited to bring you a very special guest, Sarah Hall. Sarah is a registered dietitian and a seven-figure business coach for dietitians and wellness coaches where she helps them create their dream life. Sarah, thank you so much for joining me. It's an absolute honor to have you here. Thank you. I'm really excited to be here. I'm glad we can dive into some topics everyone's probably looking forward to. So it's exciting. Yeah, awesome. So Sarah, would you mind um, just sharing a little bit with everyone about your background and how you got to where you are today? Yeah, so I grew up in a small town in Arkansas. I really never meant to be an entrepreneur. I grew up an athlete. I was always interested in nutrition. My first degree was actually in wellness science. And looking back, I'm like, what the heck was I going to do with that degree, you know? Uh, But I did land a job in corporate wellness. And Really enjoyed that. Did a lot of travel testing for big corporations like lab testing and biometrics and stuff like that. And that's where I met my first dietitian. Her name was Gina. And gosh, this was back in 2004. See, now you're um, you're getting my age here, the, the dating here, the uh, date of all the timeline. Um, but she was awesome. She was cool. I was like, I want to be like Gina and went on, got my master's degree and landed a job in long-term care. And that was my first job as a dietitian. I learned really quickly what I did and did not like as dietitian work goes. And um, my second job as a dietitian was at a VA hospital. And I spent the last 12 years of my career there. Uh, But somewhere in the middle of all of that, found entrepreneurship, got introduced to live video, Facebook Live, and that's been the last seven years and that's the cliff notes version. I've never looked back. That that's amazing. So can you take us back to, to when you first found entrepreneurship and what that was like? Like what, what yeah, tell us about, about the business that you started and, and why you started it. So this is a fun fact. Not everyone knows this about me, but I was a registered dietitian and I thought I wasn't gonna be a dietitian anymore. So my first business was actually freelance makeup. Most people that follow me long enough can kind of connect the dots there. Um, But I literally went on YouTube, started teaching myself all these new makeup techniques. And I started marketing myself on social media for local events, weddings, prom. And that's how I made my first like thousand dollars online. And I thought, oh my God, I'm doing something here, you know, and launched a YouTube. My YouTube channel is still there. You can still see my old videos. They're all circa 2015 doing YouTube like makeup videos. And uh, I thought that was what I was going to do. 
Javier. I thought like, oh, I'm going to, I even went to Dallas and like took some makeup classes. I thought, man, I'm not going to be a dietitian anymore. But I quickly figured out that number one, it was taking me a lot of time away from the house. I was having to go in person to these events and weddings and it just wasn't what I wanted for freedom. At the time, dietitians weren't really working virtually. You know, that was back in 2014, 2015. There were a handful, but nobody was really marketing on social media. So I feel like I was almost like a pioneer in the social media world for dietitians because no one was doing video or heck, Instagram didn't even have stories. There was no TikTok. We literally had live video back in 14 and 15. And so that was my first business. But then I met my first business coach. I was telling you about her earlier. And she said to me, Sarah, you're a registered dietitian. Why are you? I know you love makeup, but come on. People will pay you to be a dietitian online. And not going to lie, I sat there like for a whole year thinking about building a nutrition practice online, how it would work. Again, nobody was really doing it. And um, I wish I hadn't settled on that idea, but that led me into launching my own private practice around 2017. Um, and I was using Facebook to do it at the time. Wow. that That's incredible. So it's so interesting. So did, did you at that time, did you notice that, wow, like this is something I've been able to build and I started making some money online with, uh, with the makeup business. And it's like, wait, why can't I do the same thing and use the same? Because I'm assuming you use social. Well, you did, right? You did YouTube and social media for that as well. And then you started thinking, well, I can probably use these same skills that that I've learned for my dietitian practice, right? Is that? Yeah, because here's here's the kicker. Like I was doing makeup, but people were DMing me every day on Facebook. How many carbs should I eat in a day? Like they knew I was a dietitian. And I was just giving out all this free advice, you know, and, but I still had this low level of thinking, you know, when you first start as an entrepreneur, you you don't have this open, like, I can do anything. I can freaking like throw a boulder at me and I will break it. You know, like that's where I am seven years later, but baby entrepreneur, Sarah was scared. What if I fail? We all go through that. Everyone listening knows the drill. Like you're probably in that mindset if you're listening and thinking about starting a business. Um, So I feel like that I was questioning that I could be successful in the online space. And at the time, YouTube and blogging for makeup was pretty popular. Um, And so I just felt like because I was interested if that's where I was going to go. But um, in reality, people were already asking me for my nutrition expertise. And I'm just like, I guess I was slow to the idea of what my business coach said. And so I sat on it for a year and then I finally did take my first client. I had no contracts. I had no platform. I had no payment method. And I took my first client. I'm always telling people like, dude, you don't need to be perfect to take a client. You don't need to have all this fancy stuff. In fact, I still don't run my business, even as a seven-figure earner with a bunch of fancy stuff. It's not needed. Um, But looking back, like people were already asking me and I just was kind of scared to take that leap and run a practice online. Wow. That, that's an incredible story. And I think I mean, there's so much to take away from that, right? That it, like, it took, it took a year, right? Yeah. To like say, you know what? Like, this is it. And, and so many people experience that and they feel that. And it takes them like, and sometimes it's even longer, right? They're just overthinking things. And like you mentioned, the craziest thing is I was on a call with someone and they're like, Oh, but I don't even have my website yet. Like, I don't know if I should hire a coach. And I'm like, 
have you ever seen my website? She's like, no, I haven't actually. I'm like, exactly. <laughs> so <laughs> I think I was making six figures before I had a website. And if my best friend wasn't a web developer, I still wouldn't have a website to this day. Probably. I don't know. It's like at certain levels of business. Yeah. It's time to level up and do all that cool stuff. But like, People in my program literally are making six figures somehow before they have a website. I was as well. And you probably agree to this. Like sales aren't made on websites anyway in the online space. They're not built that way. Um, of course, after you've developed yourself and yeah, you can make sales in, in multiple different capacities. But if you're brand new, a website is the least of your concerns. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 100% agree. So what would you say? Like what was the... Um... You know, when when you were making that change and you're like, wait a second, like I, I I can do this, like what what was going through your mind and what was that turning point where you said, you know what, like that's it, like this is this is this is the path that I'm gonna go on. How did you get past those those fears that you might have been dealing with at the time? Well, I think, you know, when I took my first nutrition client and then I got my third nutrition client and then all of a sudden, you know, I had my first one K from online with nutrition. I was like, okay, I can turn this into 3K. I'll just keep doing what I've been doing, you know? And, you know, Instagram is a big thing now, but I built solely on Facebook. I still utilize Facebook. Facebook is a hidden gem, and people that are sleeping on Facebook, they're really sleeping on some money. But I just kept hammering out. At the time, like I said, it was live video. Stories didn't come onto, man, I want to say stories didn't come on social media until maybe around 2019. Don't quote me on that, but it was like, I've been doing live video for a couple of years before we got stories. And, but I think when I hit that first 1K and I saw like a four figure like amount from just a handful of clients, I knew that my confidence was building and I could, I could do more. Um, and because I came from a little bit of social media background before, um, I just kept doing what I was doing and showing up and answering questions and being a human first. And then in nine months, I was making over 10K a month from my nutrition practice. Yeah, that, that's, that's awesome. So with, so for, for those that, that are sitting here like, okay, like, so, so this obviously works. Other people are doing it, right? What would you say would be the first step that someone has to take in order to, um, to start building their, their nutrition business online? And I know you work with, uh, wellness coaches as well, and, and uh, maybe a, a few other healthcare professionals. But what would be that first step? Well, I think with anything that we do in life, especially like I, I built this while being a mom and working full time. I actually, for a total of five years, worked full time at the VA, forty hours a week, ran a diabetes clinic, was a mom, and you know when I walked out, the month I walked out, I hit a twenty one thousand dollar month in my business, and so I was managing all that and. Because of that, days were kind of hard, right? So a lot of people expect me to say the number one thing is to get your brand built. That's not really the number one thing. The number one thing is you better have a reason that you need to build a business. And it can't be something like, oh, I need to make extra money. You know, for me, I had zero college funds for my kids. We had about $100,000 in student loan debt between my husband and I. And I was just real tired of you know, looking at my paycheck on my bank account on Thursday morning, waiting on my paycheck on Friday. I was real tired of that life. And I had a reason to, when I was tired, still show up on a 10 minute live video and talk about what I could do for somebody. So social media doesn't matter if 
or anything that you do in business doesn't matter if you don't have a driving factor. So the number one reason people need to say is I'm doing this so that I can and fill in the blank. You know, I'm doing this so I can build a dream life for my kids. I'm doing this so I can create financial freedom. I'm doing this so I can take vacations when I want to. Whatever it may be, you better get that right before anything. Yeah. Man, that that is so powerful, and you know, I've I I heard it recently. Like your your reasons have to be stronger than your excuses, and and making money a lot of the times is, it's not enough because you can make money at your job, yeah, right. So you know, I I love how you said that. You know, even as a seven figure you know earner, right, travel and freedom and having that time with your kids is is more important than anything else. And the reason that you have, you know, your business is so that you can buy that, right? Buy the time back, buy the freedom back, buy that, that, you know, that time with, with your family. Um, and, and it ties in perfectly to what you just said. So uh, even in the beginning, right? Uh, it's, it's, it's just as if not even more important to think that way. So yeah, thank you for sharing that. I think that's what people need to hear. Yeah. It just takes a lot of vision though, Javier, because like, mm-hmm. Going back to baby entrepreneur Sarah 2015, I didn't know what I wanted. <laughs> you know, so you just got to start, guys. You got to just like put one little toe in the water. Like just get going, do a story or reach out to somebody or answer a question. Ask if they would be interested in what you might could do for them. Like we just got to start somewhere and it will, the bricks, it's just like the foundation. I talked about this in my story the other day. You know, we're building a new home. That house wouldn't mean anything if the foundation wasn't strong enough. And your confidence will build if you'll just put your toe in the water, you know. But back then, I didn't even know what vision was, you know. And hopefully this will help people realize that just thinking, like, about the childhood dreams that you had or the life. Like, if time or money were not an issue, right, what would your life look like? If you don't have kids yet, it's probably looking like traveling and having freedom and putting money back for when you do have kids, you know. Or if you do have kids, it's probably like, Freedom is taking them to Disney and seeing their life, their little eyes light up, you know? Um, for me, freedom is taking my kids to school and dropping them off every day. It doesn't have to be some big extravagant trip. And hopefully this helps people brainstorm, but without truly visualizing like what you don't want in your life anymore and what you do want in your life, you're not going to do a darn thing to get started on business. Yes. A hundred percent. And it's, it's so interesting because I think something so key that you just mentioned is, yes, we have to know what we want. And even if the vision isn't 100% clear, like we have to have an idea of it, right? But there's like that pain and pleasure matrix. I, I, I'm not sure if Tony Robbins was the one that, you know, created the idea. It might be someone before him. But the idea is that we do more to avoid pain than to gain pleasure. Yes, the, the, the pleasure, right, is still necessary, but we also have to feel the pain of what we don't want, because that's going to like push us into action sometimes even more. And, um, and I think just that awareness and thinking about those things is so important. Otherwise we stay stuck in the same place. So, um, you know, on, on the topic of, cause I know you've been, you're, you're, uh, we were talking about this before and, uh, you're, you, you bought your dream home. It's been being built. You said something about you have to have the foundation there. Uh, there was something we were talking about because um, we're on the topic of, of your house. <laughs> so uh, fixing fixing the roof before it leaks. Yes. Yeah. Tell me more about that. 
Well, so, you know, back in the day when I was scrapping for money, I mean, a lot of it was overspending and things like that. But just at the end of the day, as healthcare professionals, we don't make, like, the lifestyle that I wanted to live was not what I was pulling in for my federal government job, right? But um, back then, you know, fixing the roof port leaks didn't exist because I didn't have the opportunity to do it. And what I mean by that is, like, you know, even planning for something like needing to buy a whole new set of tires. The average person doesn't even have $500 extra to just go buy a set of tires, you know? Um, or, you know, recently, just as an example, my dad came to me and my sister, who's an entrepreneur as well. We're twins. Uh, she's a seven-figure earner, too. It's very interesting. Different, whole different types of businesses. But my dad came to us. He's 62 year old, years old, and he said, you know, he's been at his job since 18 at 40-something years, and he said, you know, I'm really tired. And he was not coming to us expecting us to retire him, but me and my sister, the go-getters we are, called up our financial advisor. Dad's got this in his 401k. What do we need to do? Bam. Within 72 hours, we had his home paid off and we had his car paid off so he could retire three years early. And that's what I'm talking about. Like, you don't know when you can help someone else. You know, just yesterday, I had to take my son to get Invisalign. And he's a teenager now. It's a big deal. You know, whatever. I'm not going to go into all of the details. But basically, Invisalign is a luxury for, for a lot of people. And $4,600, bam, swiped a debit card yesterday. Six years ago, Sarah would have not even, I would have had to taken the lowest payment option, $200 per month, to try to pay that out so my son could have Invisalign. Those are the types of things I'm talking about that are freedoms that, you don't know what you don't know, right? Like years ago, I didn't think this far ahead. But these are things that I'm talking about. Or, you know, if someone is in need, we had a family member, their wife unexpectedly passed away about six months ago, 45-ish years old. They didn't have money to pay. Nobody expects to die at 45. You never know. Fixing the roof before it leaks, right? But we were able to send the money down there to pay for the funeral. So a lot of times, as entrepreneurs, to me, it's about how I can help other people. But also in your home, if you have a need, we need to plan. And I think everybody needs a side hustle to be able to do that, quote, fix the roof before it starts leaking and be behind on everything, you know? Yeah. And especially, you know, after this past year where um, it's so interesting because, you know, I so, so at least for me, one of the reasons without even knowing it that I went into uh, physical therapy school was because of the security, right? Top 10 jobs in the country. Like this yeah. is the, this isn't like, you know, you make good money. You, yeah, you have a lot of debt, but you make good money and it's, it's very secure. Right. Yeah. And I'm sure it's, it's similar potentially for dietitians. Oh, it's a secure, secure job, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And all of a sudden you have almost half of the people in the profession getting furloughed, losing their jobs. And it's like, well, I guess it's not very secure, is it? Right. It's the illusion of security, but it, but it's not there. And I, I then with, you know, with, with what we're talking about now, I feel like it's, it's, it's very related to that. It's like, if you would have had a side hustle, like you mentioned, you would have started learning these skills on the side, right? You would have, you would have been in a, in a place where it's like, okay, cool. It's my time. Right. I, I know exactly what I have to do. Or even if you don't know exactly what you have to do, you can find people to help you. Um, but, but you're much better equipped to handle it. Right. Yeah. And it's like COVID. When is the next COVID going to happen? See, no one was prepared, you know, and I read something from Forbes the other day. It was some crazy, like 70 something billion people in the next five years will start a side hustle. Well, if you don't have a side hustle now, when the next COVID hits, what's going to be the plan? 
right? So even if it's to make an extra 1K a month, see, everybody's all caught up in these 10, 20, 30K month things. When I first started, dude, $1,000 extra a month helped our family. And it helped me fix roofs before they started leaking. And we need to start with those stepping stones at one step at a time. But yeah, COVID should be a, a wide awakening for, because I know in my lifetime, uh, this has been the most major thing that happened with loss of jobs, people not getting paid, all the stimulus check stuff. And, you know, it's like, what are you going to do the next time that happens? How will you be prepared? And that's what this concept of fixing a roof for leaks. Like, I would take this whole COVID thing over the last couple of years as a wide open, like, hello, your sign needs to be that nothing is secure, but you can always bet on yourself. And the thing about the online space is you can make anything happen. Literally. I've seen so many successes over seven years, like best friends and friends in the industry and people that literally were homeless and now millionaires because of social media, you know? That it's, there's never been a better time, right? There really hasn't than now. Uh, and, and you're a testament to that. Your clients are. So I'm curious, you know, what with, with, cause I know you've worked with, you know, a ton of people. Like, what have you noticed is a difference between the people who have the success, right? And I know success can be defined in so many different ways, but let's say, let's, so let's, let's, so basically the success and they're extremely successful. In, in what they do and they're able to build a solid online business, whether it's full time or a side hustle. Uh, and those that kind of don't make it far. Um, like what, what have you noticed are the differences between, between those two types of people? Now, this may be your non typical answer, but this is the correct one. I'm just going to say it's success is directly associated with our self worth and our self confidence and our money belief and our mindset. You can have the perfect social media presence. You have all these fancy graphics and all this and that. But if you can't contain your mindset and your belief and your self-worth and your self-confidence, my most successful clients learn to push past their belief issues. They learn to build their mindset and belief more than their social media presence. Because all that is pretty easy, to be honest. But it starts with the foundation of belief, Money mindset blocks getting out of the way, uh, self-worth issues getting out of the way, self-confidence. I run a very high-level women empowerment program. I, I, I tell women all the time, if you will let me, I'll change your whole freaking life. But we're not going to focus on social media if we can't fix the self-worth issue first. And I believe they are truly coupled together. So I really believe that's the secret sauce. Anybody can learn social media. Anybody can show up and do a video. But... Sometimes we hold ourselves back if we have a lack of confidence or self-worth. But, you know, that stems back to childhood for a lot of people. And that, that's a whole other topic. But I really feel like that's a major key. Uh, when people have quick success online, um, it's because they believe they can first. Wow. We can just end, end the podcast there, right there. <laughs> that's some gold. Uh, yeah. And it's, oh my goodness. Yes, that that's it. And... You know, I mean, like you said, we can, this is something we can talk about for days too. Uh, but what would be, what would be on that note? Like what would be either the, the first step or what would, what should someone focus on if they feel like they are struggling with their self worth, with lack of self confidence, lack of belief? Um, because I, I 100% agree. Uh, I believe 
your mindset is a prerequisite to success in any area of life. Um, and, and without it, you have nothing. So yeah, what, like, where, where would you start with that? So I have my own self-confidence journey. I feel like people come across my social media and they're like, oh, she was just born this way. No, you should dig a little bit on Sarah Hall. You weren't born this way? What? No, I wasn't (laughs) out the womb like this. Um, And even now, I still, I I always say, like, the longer an entrepreneur, the thicker skin you develop. Like, no, still stinging. Getting ghosted still bothers you. It's like, but you just don't dwell in it, right? Because when your self-worth and your self-confidence gets up there, like, I truly believe if someone doesn't join my program, it's just not their time and they'll come back later. Um... Or they're just kind of missing out on the best life possible, you know? But that's not me seven years ago. Um, one thing that really changed for me, and this is not crazy, sexy, cool. I tell my clients all the time. Uh, but if you skip it, you're going to have a hard time being successful at the rate you want to be. And it's this really good morning routine. Um, and I'll give you a couple of things that I would say. Social media as well as just mindset belief. But we cannot, you know, start our day by picking this thing up. If you start your day and you're in your DMs and that's where you're getting told no and people are ghosting you and you're getting the negative, all the posts and just negativity on social media as well as no's and getting ghosted. Like that's just like a stab after a stab after a stab. And you have to mentally prepare yourself that that's normal in business. Like you're going to get ghosted. You're going to get told no. I just, I welcome it now. It's like, whatever, you'll be back later. It's okay. Like I still love you. Right. But that's because the morning routine and the confidence and the self-worth is there and that takes time. So I would say at least spending, and this was hard for me when I was working a full-time job, but now I spend at least an hour of my time in the morning. You know, my day always starts with Bible, Bible study, whatever word God puts on me. If you're not religious, whatever works for you works for you, but center yourself somehow with something higher than you. Okay. And so I believe in that. I believe in journaling. I believe in writing things down. I believe in writing your goals as if they already exist. See, I was writing about my dream house three years ago. My dream house will look like this. I was drawing it out on paper. You know, like I've showed some of it on social media. I was writing about it three years ago and look at us now, right? So you need to be getting these things out in the morning and then also have a list of non-negotiables. For your business, like bare minimums, if you are in business, that, hey, you know what? I'm not going to be perfect today. I'm going to control the controllables. And these are my top three things that I need to get done today. And there's always tomorrow to do the rest. But I strongly feel that centering in the morning. And that can even include drinking water. Uh, that can include yoga or walking outside, what, whatever it is for you. But you're going to have to, it's like going to war out here in social media land with the ghosting and the no's and the trolls and you got to prep yourself, you know? Uh, yes. Yes. I, I, I love that. And I, you know, I've heard it, but even for me right now, and these are things that, that I currently do, um, but framing it in that way, just like preparing yourself for, for the war of, of social media and business. Cause it, it it's a different animal. It, it, it can be, especially in the beginning for a lot of people. Um, and that's so true. You have to protect your mind, uh, have the right inputs. And, um, I, you know, you, you win the, you win the morning, you win the day. So make sure that that, and it's, and I get it. Like for, for those that are still, you know, working the nine to five and, 
you know, it's, it's interesting though, cause I feel like, um, and we don't have to dive into it now, but there's like the be, the do, the have, and most people are focused on the having and yeah. right. And, and having the stuff is great, but if you don't do the things, you can't have anything. And if you don't become the person that can do the things then well, you don't get things again. So, so a lot of that you, you have to, and it doesn't have to be like, and I know for you, it's an hour now. I know for, for me, you know, I'm, we, we have more of that time to do it, but for someone listening to this right now, like, you know, five minutes, 10 minutes, like 50, whatever you have, like wake up earlier. Like, this is so important. This is so important. Um, so anyway, just wanted to throw that out there. Cause I know that's something that a lot of people struggle with. Um, and yeah, do you, do you have any tips for someone that might be, that might not have as much time to do, to do the thinking, the journaling, the personal development? Like what, what do you recommend to your people? Um, that that are that are in that space right now yeah so a lot of my clients do come to me still working and it takes me back to the good old days when i was as well and you know i always said my car was my mobile office because i didn't like put music on in the morning i would listen to a podcast every single day on the way to work because for me that was about a 15 minute drive there and a 15 minute drive home so anyone that has a commute like listen to bible study on an app uh, listen to a podcast, listen to this podcast, listen to my podcast. Like don't make excuses and turn the music on in your car because that music is not fitting what you need into your head. And so when I became a lifelong learner, but for several years I fought that, but when I became a lifelong learner, it just really changed for me. But when I was working, that was one thing that I did. Um, also just getting out for a walk in between seeing my patients. A lot of people are going to, uh, resonate with this. I had an office with no window and it was literally back to back to back seeing patients. And as soon as I thought I had a break, there was a walk-in. But I tried my darndest to get outside and breathe some air and look at the trees. And now I'm blessed to do that every day. But, you know, just little things like that or reading a book on your lunch break, um, you know, maybe taking, like you said, 10, 15 minutes, get up early, make a list for the day, set your intentions, set your affirmations. Not everybody has the luxury of doing an hour, but if you do this 15 minutes a day until you have that luxury, it'll change your whole freaking life. And for me, even today, if I skip, because I'm not perfect, right? If I skip, my day never goes like it needs to every time I skip it. So don't skip it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, as much as possible. And I get that because, you know, we were at a healthcare conference this past weekend. And of course, like it's amazing. Um, but it does, it does kind of throw things off for a bit. So it kind yeah. of takes a couple of days to recover, you know, <laughs> um, and, and get back into, into the zone and into the structure. So to that point, like it's okay, right? If, if you, if something happens, but you have to recenter yourself and that's so key. Um, and I think, you know, I mean, you've shared so much gold. But I, you know, one of the things that you brought up, um, your beliefs. Right. What you believe about, about money, about yourself, about the people around you, about the world, like these things can make or break you. Right. And I feel like, you know, if you have, and maybe you can touch on this a little bit more and, and, and maybe some, some tips on that. But, you know, in my head, it's like, if you have, if you have this desire on one side where it's like, Oh, I want to make all this money. And, you know, I mean, even if it's like, like with great intentions as, as all healthcare professionals have great intentions, we want to help people. Um, I want to make all this money so I can do this. I can, you know, take care of my family, travel. But on the other side of that coin, you're like, oh, well, money's evil. You know, m- people with money are greedy. Then that's, that's 
self-sabotage, you're going to take three steps forward and like five steps back. Right. So that's like the impact of, of your belief systems. And, and if, if that's something that's holding you back, that's if you don't take care of that, like you're never going to achieve what you want to achieve. Um, so I, I think I just wanted to touch on that because that's so key. And, and like you said, it's the very first thing that people should work on. So, um, I know that wasn't a question, but <laughs> I yeah, just I felt mean, called to say something about that. <laughs> right. I mean, just the other day, you know, because everyone that follows me knows I'm Christian. Everyone that follows me knows I, start, knows I start my day with usually sharing my Bible study. At least I share it. You know, I don't want to overshare because some people probably don't like that. But, you know, it is what it is. It's part of my life. And uh, I get more inspirational messages like you change my life just by sharing your morning Bible study. But just the other day, someone said, like, how do you balance being so successful and making so much money in the online space because she's working to six figures herself. And, and she's like, how do you balance this with knowing if, if God thinks this is right or okay? And I was, and I went back and read some scriptures to her or whatever, but I've had to have that balance and belief myself. You know, I grew up in a divorced home and I remember my mom just always sitting at the table and balancing her checkbook. Like who really balances the checkbook anymore now that we have all this online banking and stuff. But like visually as a child, 12 years old, my parents divorced, seeing my mom with bills in front of her, I see it now, balancing a checkbook and, you know, providing for twin daughters as a single, basically single divorce mom, right? Like that is stuff that as I grew older, it, it impacted me, especially when I was working as a clinical dietitian and having to like look at my bank account on that Thursday before Friday payday, it really impacted me. So I had to do a lot of belief about like, even just if someone's new and listening and watching this, it's like, if you haven't got your first client yet, writing that goal and that intention, like I will get my first client instead of, I hope I get my first client. You know, I will make my first hundred dollars or thousand dollars instead of maybe I will make my first hundred or a thousand. Right. And that's just like setting your beliefs. And I know it sounds all woo woo and I used to be so against this stuff, but until I saw it, like come out in my life, you know? So setting goals and writing them down and speaking them as if they exist. Uh, but I believe we just have these little chips in our brain that just need to be rewired. And literally some of the stuff goes so deep. For me, it was a several year process of just believing almost that humbly, I truly believe there's nothing I can't accomplish. And I believe there's nothing my clients can't accomplish. But there is that balance because, you know, not going to quote Bible verses, but you know, in the Bible, it's like when you use money for good, there's a difference between being greedy and, and being successful and being humble and giving and, you know, uh, letting other people have opportunities. You know, every time I hire someone, I say, you know what? I'm giving them a chance to build their dream life and my money is flowing to them. And because of my success, they will be successful too. And I feel like we have to learn to live that way as entrepreneurs. Yes, 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 yes. Um, no, and please, like, this is this is your show right now. So you talk about whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I don't have Bible verses all, like, stuck up here. But I literally study this stuff every day. And, like, yeah. whatever word God puts on my heart, like, if it's money, if it's manifestation, if it's, you know, discipline, if it's leadership, that's what I studied for the day. And it was so crazy when the girl on social media, she's actually a client of mine, but she DM'd me and I just done a money Bible study probably three days before because God put that word on me. And I'm like, I had to share with her that money, you know, like we buy kids backpacks for school. We take kids on vacation. We, we do all kinds of stuff to 
continue to have success because the minute you get greedy and you are like that shark that just wants the nicest car. And the, I love my Louis Vuitton bags, but I also like to give to others. And because of that, success continually flows, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's the difference between, you know, the just having an abundance mindset, right? And, and a mindset of lack. And I think, um, you know, the, the world, the news, a lot of, a, a lot, there's a, so many things that would have you believe that there's not enough for everyone. And there yeah. is, there's so much out there. Um, and I think, I think that's so p- powerful. So with, with that, since we're on this topic, like I know you, you had mentioned something about, uh, God's plan for our lives. So, um, yeah, I'd, I'd love to learn more about that. Well, Sometimes we don't know why we're doing something. We don't know why people are coming to our life. We don't know why. We don't know. Like in the moment, it feels like, man, this is such a test, right? But I kind of look at my life. I know I'm still, you know, I would consider young, but I'm I'm almost 40. So I've got several years on some of you. And I look at my life almost like backwards right now. Like I look at why I met Gina in 2004 at corporate well, at that corporate wellness job. And why I became a dietitian. And Gina then later introduced me to someone that got me on at the VA. It goes back to why I met Gina, right? And that's not my plan. That's not Gina's plan. God intervened with why I needed to meet Gina at that point, become a dietitian. Later on, she got me in at the VA and I spent 12 years there. That's part of God's plan for my life. But in the moment, I didn't know. But if we look at things backwards, it's really all uh, what God has already predestined for our life and some people don't believe that and that's okay uh but there is some sort of plan from whatever you believe that's already predestined for us when we come upon this earth now i believe we can develop ourselves to lead out that plan and we can flow with our gut and we can do things and we can find people to better us like once i started hiring people to make me better i never stopped Okay. And that's because those people were strategically placed in my life to carry out God's plan that that he has for me. Okay. And so I just strongly feel like everything is already planned out. We just need to trust and believe and do the work, do the internal work, show up, stay consistent. Thank God every day. You know, even when I have a bad day, I say, you know what? This happened good. My kids are healthy. My husband is happy. I'm happy. We're building our dream home. I got to be on a podcast with Javier today. So what if someone ghosted me? So what if someone was mean to me? Like my life is good, right? Thank you, God. My life is good. Um, and so I think that takes a lot of self-discipline and personal development. Um, but also, you know, there's too much worry and stress that I see from newer entrepreneurs about their next steps. And there's too much worry and stress about when they're going to hit that 10 K month or 20 or 30 or when their next client is going to come or where their next client is going to come from. And yes, a lot of that comes down to business strategy, but a lot of that comes down to knowing that we're not supposed to be worrying about anything. We're supposed to be walking in our best version of ourselves and do the same thing and live life and appreciate every single day that we get. And that's my bottom line philosophy on all this. <laughs> Yes. Yes. Oh my goodness. And it's, 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 there's so, so many takeaways from that. And I think, you know, one of them, the first thing that I can remember is, you know, when you are having those hard times, those challenges that do come up, like, you know, one question that you could ask yourself is like, Hey, like, where's the lesson here? What's the lesson here? Yes. There's always a lesson. 
And I think so many people see like their failures. It's like, oh no, like I'll never be the same again. <laughs> or, or like, oh, you know, that's it. I'm done. It's like, no, like learn from it. Learn from it. There's a lesson there. And I think it's, it's so, um, you know, it's so interesting. Like there's, and there's a story, we won't go into it now, but like, People are always like, oh, like I'm, I'm waiting for the sign. I'm waiting for the day. And then when someone comes into your life and it's like, hey, do you want help? Like, no, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for the perfect day. I know that, I know that someone's going to come and, you know, save me one day. And it's like, person just passed you by. Like that was the sign that you were, that you were waiting for. Right. And, and, and it's, in, I mean, we can, oh, this is, this is some deep stuff, but like for some reason, I feel like so many people are, are, are so resistant to receiving and, and it's a cycle. Right. And there's, it goes so many levels deep, but, um, I think it's all connected to that. And I feel like, um, no, that, that's big. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I we can go on so many tangents here, but this is good. <laughs> so <laughs> it's true though. People sometimes block their, they block their own blessings. And, yes. mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I understand being slower decision makers. I, I, I'm a reformed slow decision maker, but now when I feel it in my gut, oh, I go with it. And even if it's costing me money and I say, you know what, I'll bring this money back. I'll do the work. I'll get it. It's going to pay off. And, you know, I've never made a bad investment. I've, I've uh, bought some things in my business. I've hired some of my coaches. It's not always been exactly what I wanted to be or thought it was going to be. But like I said, everything in business, it's just nothing but a stepping stone. It's nothing but a lesson. Every mistake. My whole success is built off a whole bunch of mistakes, you know. And now my clients get to be Fast, way faster successes than I was because of all the mistakes. But you know, success comes in seasons, and everything that we experience every single day is literally a lesson. But we have to, again, it comes down to maturity and personal development. We have to be open to seeing that the person that just crossed us on social media or on a podcast or whatever, maybe that's our next level person to get in our corner, or maybe you know that. Maybe it's a job opportunity out of country or out of state or whatever. Like maybe that's your next stepping stone to wherever you need to be. I don't know. Whatever it is for whoever's listening, but you're right. People block their blessings. Yeah, yeah. So can you tell us about a? And I know you mentioned you mentioned a uh, your first business coach. Yeah. Uh, and and it could be them. It could be any any of the ones that you've hired. Um, but can you tell us about a mentor, or coach that has influenced your life? So I've had many paid and unpaid mentors. I'm going to tell you about two of them in a nutshell. My first one, I was there from St. Petersburg. She now lives in Destin. She's still a coach. Uh, someone tagged me, a girl from my hometown tagged me in her Facebook live video. Oh, here, this was 2015. Nobody was doing, not a lot of people were doing video. And I thought, man, this is so cool. She's doing a video. And, um, her program was $500 per month at the time, which, you know, now that's kind of chump change in the coaching space, but um, I didn't have it. And I came home to my husband and I said, man, I just, I keep watching her videos. Like she just has the life that I want. And, you know, they were living on a beach. And just, anyway, she just, I just said, you know what? I'm going to make this money. I'm going to figure it out. And, um, I never stopped looking back from her. She really impacted my life. I still stay in contact. And here's the thing. I was her first client. I was her first client coaching and she had done live video for a long time trying to build a coaching business and now her first client here we are how many years later is seven figure online earner and it's just wonderful for her and I to catch up because it's like neither one of us knew why we crossed paths but look you know 
And then once I had an unpaid mentor, a really good friend of ours, my husband uh, has been a coach and teacher for many years and actually just resigned his teaching job uh, to be with me more full time in the business. He's still going to coach one sport a few hours a week. But we met this guy, he was an old man, and he said one time, uh, Sarah, when you're debt free, you're wealthy. And he's and, and he said, you'll know what I mean when you get there. And I was immaturely thinking he meant like, oh, yeah, your bank account will be fat, you know. Um, and while that can be true, uh, wealthy is, man, for me, it's like, like I said earlier, taking my kids to school, being able to just drop things when I want to, take my mom to the doctor, retire my mom and my dad now, like, have time to slow down. And, you know, we don't know that tomorrow's promise. And I remember just being in such a rush to do everything in my life and dreading Monday every freaking week. And I hated it. I hated it. And he was an unpaid mentor. And he said, Sarah, when you're debt free, you're wealthy. And I still reach out to him sometime and tell him, man, you're so right. You know? So I would say those two really impacted my life. Yeah. And and it's so interesting. As you mentioned that, I feel like debt, debt free. I also feel like when you're, when you're working a nine to five, you're working for someone else, right? For the most part, you're indebted to them. Like that's a debt. Like you're you're essentially a, a slave to the system, right? And and not everywhere. Don't get me wrong. Like there's some you know great jobs out there and whatnot. But at, but at the same time, like that's a debt in itself. And I think like like to your point, you know, the wealth that you've attained with the the freedom to be with whoever you want to be when you want to be with them, like that, like you're debt free. Like that's that's a debt that you don't have or you don't. Yeah, I mean. That's so good. What What's one thing that you've learned um, in the last month, it could be a, even a few months ago, about either your life, your career, your business that has completely changed your perspective? That's a tough question. Yeah. <laughs> in the last few months, what have I learned that is completely... Okay, so definitely, I've, I've kind of always known this, but in the last couple of months through the house building process and even just things in business is expectations on people and things will always let you down. Uh, now, I've known that for a long time, and I've always told my clients, like, expectations on people and things, like, don't do it, because we set ourselves up for failure, right? But just the home building process, like, we've expected to already be moved in, living our best life over there in our huge house, sipping drinks by the pool, and all these COVID delays and all these... Anyway, but the expectation... I'm like, Sarah, come on. You've known this. Remind yourself again. Don't put expectations on people and things because you're always going to get your feelings hurt, you know? So I would say that's probably more recently a lesson that's popped back up into my life. And I think it's relevant to everyone listening is I think so many times people let themselves down because they're expecting to hit a 10 K month in 30 days and then it doesn't happen and they feel like a failure or they're expecting for the first client to just land in their lap after 24 hours of launching and didn't happen. And, oh man, now I suck and negative self-talk and all that. So we got to stop putting expectations on people and things because that's where we really get burned. Yeah. And uh, um, it was, I was, as you were saying that, I thought it was funny because we've dealt with contractors and their BS. <laughs> And it's like, oh my God, like, just tell me it's going to be done like in two years. So that when it's done in six months, I'm like, oh, that was great. <laughs> I literally made a joke the other day with the superintendent guy that does all the stuff. I said, you know, you guys really need to consult with me and uh, learn better customer service because I'll make sure, like, guarantee if I say something's going to happen by a date and a time, 
two things are going to happen. It's either going to happen or I'm going to come tell you, Javier, listen, I got a little behind. I can't get this done. You know what I'm saying? It's about communication and online businesses, as well as brick and mortars, like contractors, this is for anybody. It doesn't matter where you have a business. You better get your customer service game up. So I was making a joke. I was like, dude, I can come in and teach your whole team how to provide better customer service. (laughs) It's not even a joke. It's true. No, it's real. Like, (laughs) come on, pay me. (laughs) Oh my goodness. No, that's that. Yeah. And there's a there as you're talking about expectations, a quote that kind of rings in, in my ear is um, kind of back to like Tony Robbins. It's like change your expectation for appreciation, right? And watch your whole life change. And it's something we know, but in it, it's like oh, like you know, set the right expectations uh, for for us as well. And that comes back to the customer service. But even ourselves, um, the point that you just mentioned is so important. Yeah. yeah, we have to appreciate more things than money. I tell my clients all the time, like. The money's going to come, but you need to learn to appreciate every moment you get the blessing of even using a free platform to bring your message to the world. Mm. You need to be happy when you can step out your door and go breathe some fresh air. You know, like, and I teach this to my kids all the time. Like, they're blessed children, but we're not going to be, like, spoiled. You need to understand that some kids, we need to appreciate the life we need to give to others. You know, and so I really think in the online space, though, there's too much of like focus put on how much money mm. uh, we're making. And I feel like money comes after impact. You know, the money's going to come if you can show up and impact other people in a way that, you know, feels good. And the money's always going to come. Like, stop freaking out about money, guys. <laughs> yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, I did a live on this yeah, um, a couple of days ago, actually. Uh, on just providing value, like yeah. focus on the value, focus on, on service and impact. And like you said, the money will come. So yeah, that's, that's incredible. Are you, so, so what are your kind of take me, walk me through like what your plans are for your life and for your business in the next five years? Well, I definitely have a work optional plan going on over here by the age of 45. So again, I, you know, kind of present myself as a 20 year old. So got several years, but in reality, I have about six years till age 45. And so we've definitely uh, planned with our financial advisor, a work-life like, optional plan for just having all of our investments in place. Um, you know, next level for me is doing a lot of like free speaking events and getting into some universities and, you know, giving out some free trainings. And I want to just speak on a more public level. Um, and yeah, so I mean, those are a couple of things. Obviously, minor things that we've got going on now are CEUs getting approved for my program. We should have 25 CEUs soon. So that's really exciting. And then we've been expanding some of the services, uh, added a mindset coach to the team, added a branding and design person. So, you know, things like that to level up what people can get when they do work with me. But life stuff is, I just plan the next couple of months to be sipping my Saturday morning mimosa and coffee and hanging out by my pool and keep impacting as many people as I can and uh, potentially slow down soon. <laughs> yeah, that, that, so- that sounds great to me. <laughs> so, so just thank you so much as we, as we wrap up here. Um, where can people find out uh, more about you and your work uh, if they'd like to learn more? 
So I uh, am a former Facebooker. I still use Facebook, but my main thing now is Instagram. I'm on Instagram more. I answer my DMs every single day over there. So I would say if you go to the Sarah D. Hall, Sarah with an H, um, on Instagram, that's where I'm at most of the time. From there, all my free resources, my podcast, I have a confident closer sales guide on there. We've got four more free resources. That's another project I'm really working on is more downloads, more step-by-step guides. I want to make business as simple as possible for people. Uh, but all of that is linked there on uh, my Instagram. So that's probably the best place. Okay, perfect. Awesome. And then if if um, if you don't mind sharing, you know, I'm not sure if you have one core program that, that you offer, but uh, let us know a little bit more of that uh, about that for the people who are like, you know what, like, I want to learn more about how I could potentially take the next step if, if they're at that point in their in their life and business. Yeah, I do have one core program and then I kind of evaluate if people come to me in the launch phase or they come to me in the grow or scale phase. Um, so basically one core program, Extreme Business Makeover. is It's funny, when I was a nutrition coach, my program was Extreme Metabolism Makeover. Kind of like a fun, I had just a fun vibe, you know, but it flowed into Extreme Business Makeover. So whether somebody's coming to launch from zero, they know nothing. I would say 50% of my clients are that way. Um, or you're looking to grow or scale, um, you would just go into a different level of the program. Amazing. Amazing. And, and it's so, it fits perfectly with, with your, with your history of, of, you know, the, the business and, and makeup and whatnot. So that, that's so cool. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Sarah, thank you so much. This was a blast and I really appreciate your time. I know the listeners, listeners got so much value from, uh, today's episode. So thanks again. That was fun. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So thank you everyone for joining us today. We'll see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to the show. I know your time is valuable and I know that you are here to learn how to build a successful business. So I have something special just for you. If you are a healthcare expert who is in business or is aspiring to be, and you're curious about how to grow a profitable, impactful business, then you are going to want to pay attention because as a listener of this show, I want you to win. So I've created a bundle of resources exclusively for the listeners of Healthcare Business Radio. If you are tired of trying to figure out this game of business, marketing, and sales all on your own, and you are ready to implement what's already proven to work, rather than reinventing the wheel, you are going to want to head over to healthcarebusinessradio.com forward slash insider. And there you will find over $7,000 worth of trainings, resources, and coaching that is only available for listeners of this show. So if you want to know how to increase your income, impact more people, and build a business that works for the lifestyle that you want and that serves your family at the highest possible level, head over to healthcarebusinessradio.com forward slash insider right now so you can win big in your healthcare business and in life.